Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. days, these are the days of examination that you find in scripture. Palm Sunday is about Jesus presenting himself for examination. I want you to see that with me. He's the son of David. He's totally, uh, completely, and for sure identified as the one who can make provision. That's part number two. The lamb of God is coming to be examined. Number two, the son of David. And remember, whenever the son of David lives on the inside of your heart, it will completely and totally unnerve a pharisaical spirit. Sometimes we call it a religious spirit. When on the inside of you resides the son of David, which is praise, which is worship, he who is meek and lowly and patient and king and conqueror and victor. You, don't, you can't have part and not the other. If you want him to be the victor and the conquering king in your life, he must also be the lowly, meek, prince, lamb. You must remember that the donkey, at this time, the donkey is the picture of him coming with something in his hand, in his heart. It's it's our redemption. Whenever you have the son of David on the inside, it will unnerve a religious spirit. It gets unnerved. Your freedom... Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hosanna in the highest, son of David. People who are free to worship, it totally unnerves a religious spirit. They, want, they, they prefer a, a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof, of God's plan. Number three, people sometimes still don't get it. They want Jesus to be the prophet from Nazareth, but they really don't want him to be the lamb of God from heaven. So point number three in this passage is Jesus has to be more than just what someone said. He's a good man from Nazareth. He's a prophet. He tells the things of God. He's not just the man who can hear the secrets of God, Yahweh. He is the expression. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What he was indicating is that I am a reflection of my Father. I am here to do only what he wants done. I am on assignment from him. I'm surrendered to him. And that's what he wanted from. from. That's what the Father needed for him to be. That's what he wanted to be for the Father. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. Is to be a reflection of our Heavenly Father. And to be a reflection of his Son Jesus, the Messiah. That in the earth we would be a reflection of that. So in, in number three, I just want to ask you to make sure that you don't miss it. And just relate to him as a prophet, as a good man. There are religions who do that. You know that, right? There are, there are religions who they will acknowledge that Jesus is a prophet. They just will not acknowledge him as the way, the truth, and the life. That needs to be settled. Number four, he is still the lamb who seeks to heal. Number four, he is still the lamb who seeks to heal. He wants to come into the temple of your life. He wants to be invited. He wants you to just literally throw down the garments of your authority. Even throw down your prayer shawl that you've taken some type of a 
um, sense of uh, accomplishment in prayer, your spiritual accomplishments, your garments of authority, even the palm trees of worship, throw it down before him. Let him walk across it and be the prince of peace and conquering king all in the same. That's number four. He is the lamb who still seeks to heal. And so every one of them that came to him there in the porches of the temple, he healed every one of them. Aren't you glad? He yet heals. See, um, there are some people who accept that the blood of Jesus will cleanse me from my sin, but they will not accept the same blood that flowed from his stripes is for my healing. There are people today who still think that God makes them ill and kills them but they believe Jesus had to die for them for salvation. It just doesn't compute. It doesn't work. It's worse than common core, new math. It's bad. Did you hear me? Cut yourself free from it. If God is good, I'm asking you to ask this question in your own heart. If God is good, then he's got to be good all the time. Does it rain on the just and the unjust? And that rain was so that you could have crops, not so that you would have crop failure. The rain was for your blessing, not for your cursing. Drought or well watered. It rains on the just and the unjust means that God gives blessings to the just and he also gives blessings to the unjust because he's good. If we don't rightly divide the word of truth, if we don't rightly understand the word of God, we will then say it's us and them. And when it becomes an us and them, it's easy then to project what area of fear I have not conquered onto them. Bless God. Oh, trying to stay sanctified, ladies and gentlemen. But if you are afraid your babies are going to get sick, just keep them to home. And please don't go to Walmart and take whatever's at Walmart back to your house. I mean, you know, Logic is logic. If you're afraid that someone else is doing something is going to hurt your children, your children have been home this whole time. Don't you go to Walmart and bring it home. Well, I got to go. Oh, well, then maybe that blood of Jesus is still the answer. How about that? You know, okay. All right. That's, that might be the last time I talk about it in the next five minutes. Number five, the lamb with free will. The lamb with free will. Write that down. The Lamb of God with free will. Jesus is the Lamb. He came of a free will to come and set us free. He did not come by compulsion. He came because he wanted to. Jesus was motivated by this. He saw the love that Father God had for Adam and Eve in the beginning. The Word was with God in the beginning. The Word was part of creation in the beginning. The word was part of fellowship with Adam and Eve in the garden. And then Adam and Eve sinned and separated. Sin separated them from Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit. But in the council of eternity past, before the world was ever formed, it was already agreed that if we're going to give them free will, that the choice that would be wrong would certainly be the option. And we must have our plan in place for the redemption of a will that chose wrong or poorly. So the word was already committed. Jesus was already committed. It would just simply be um, 4,000 years of human history before the word would be made manifest and born of a virgin 
4,000 years between the time of creation and, and Jesus' arrival. But he was already committed for the reconciliation. Free will. Those five areas we talked about, spirit, soul, body, socially, financially, as we pray for blessings and prosperity for you, I just want to point out five areas then there. Ready? Spiritually. We're going to prepare our heart to receive him and his work of redemption this week. As we are now in Palm Sunday, let's allow what he did to just do a fresh work. Not as if it hadn't been done, but a fuller, a completer work. It's from faith to faith and from glory to glory, the word of God tells us. So what else might the Lord want to do in our life this week spiritually? That's the part of me that either spends eternity with God or or not. My spirit is alive because of him who rode the donkey into Jerusalem and made place for everyone. For Gentile, for for both genders, male and female, and for all mankind to be able to approach him. Jesus made the way. So my spirit, my soul, I want to remind you of the horse and the donkey. Um, You and I are going to either uh, ride the horses or ride the donkeys. Sometimes it's important to ride the horse to go into spiritual warfare, but you and I need to also know how to ride the donkey and be at peace when the warfare has been won. Sometimes we ride the horse throughout the house. The Lord doesn't want you to ride a horse throughout your house. He wants you to ride the donkey. He wants you to be at peace, be meek and lowly. He wants our our hearts and our homes to be, it it needs to be settled. So uh, we settle the peace issue now and going forward by allowing the lamb that presented himself to just rule, set upon the beast. When I say the beast, uh, many of us are either acting like a horse or a donkey And King James even got another interesting flowery word for it. I'm just going to keep it with donkey if you don't mind for a moment. But don't be a donkey uh, in the bad sense. Be a donkey in the right sense. That's allow the Lord to set down upon your heart and literally allow him to bring peace to that which you think is unbridled, uncontrollable. That bucking donkey that's never been broke. Jesus didn't break the colt. He just simply sat down upon it, and peace was the abode. Peace was what settled down upon it. So if you got stuff that's out of control, you need to invite the lamb and the prince of peace to come just sit down upon that thing. Come on, somebody. The body. In Psalm 34 and also Psalm 107, I love what the Word of God says to us about this moment, this examination, allowing the Lord to do some examination and bring healing to our body. Can I ask you to just remember these ones? Write them down. Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 3, and also verse 11. Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 3, and verse 11. And what they do is they speak to us. I would have just left it at that, but I got to read it. In verse 3, it says, Your lips are like a thread of scarlet, and your mouth is lovely. Your cheeks are like the halves of a pomegranate behind your veil. This is the Song of Solomon, and this is uh, Solomon and and, uh, the Shunammite woman, uh, and they are... There's these conversations going back and forth between them for this love affair that they have for one another. And it's a picture of God's love for us and his love affair that he has for you, his sons and daughters. And hear this. He says, your lips are like threads of scarlet. 
and your mouth is lovely. Well, yes, in that passage, it's referring to their lips and maybe the, the rouge or whatever they put on the lip. But I want you to see it's in direct reference to the crimson stream, the red, the blood of sacrifices from the beginning of sacrifices all the way until Jesus in his death on the cross. You and I have lips that can be or speak a bloodline in the situation of our life. Let your lips and your mouth, let your mouth be lovely. Speak words of life. Let your lips declare that as for me and my house, we will live. As for me and my house, we will prosper. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, put, put a bloodline using our lips as a bloodline. And I'm working on that even in my own life as it relates to the political agenda that we, that we are subject to in the world that we're in. And when I see um, what I think are injustices or not abiding by the same logic, applying one justice to one, a different justice to another. And so there are times where my heart rails against that and then my lips have an opportunity to speak with the blood of Jesus and bring life or my mouth could be morning breath concerning the situation. I'm choosing that I really want, I want the bloodline. I want my lips to be like a scarlet thread. Will you join me in that this week? I'm going to try my very best to just let the Lord take another component of that and, and tattoo my lips red. Okay, not literally, but you know what I mean. Tattoo my lips red. But the next verse is verse 11. Your lips... Oh, my promised bride. And they, they, they drop honey as a, like the honeycomb honey. And milk are under your tongue. And, and the odor of your garment is like the odor of Lebanon. What he's saying here to us is that in our mouth is prosperity. In our mouth is abundance. In our mouth is sweet things. Not drought. Not death. So let's try, let's just purpose that as the king has come in this week and he's walking into the the porches of our heart, I I want him, if there's a table that has something other than these two passages, my lips being like a a scarlet thread and my mouth also proclaiming abundance and prosperity and, and resources and love and life, then I want him to overturn that table so I can get rid of it, that I might make room for that which should be worship in my life. Because my mouth can speak life and prosperity and my mouth can declare that there shall be in this season, there shall be hidden treasure that will come to revelation. And that at this Passover, this plague will turn. The turning of the plague will come this Passover. That my mouth would declare that the economy is not destroyed. It is only a hiccup. God will restore. And there's a reason. Seed was sown by this nation for the God gospel to be proclaimed in the nation and the nations of the world. I don't know about you, but I declare that I have seed in a harvest for souls and therefore this country, it's not forgotten of the Lord. That's the whole purpose of Unite 714, that we've been praying the prayer of of declaration that the Lord would restore. So I'm asking you to be part of the restoration and allow the Lord to bring abundance back into your life and abundance into your businesses and abundances into our community and abundances into our nation. We got seed in the ground and we have a right to the harvest. 
I'm asking you to use your mouth and proclaim that we will yet proclaim, declare, and underwrite and fund the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God will give strength to, to businesses and new entrepreneurs will arise and there will be increase. There's a young man out in Washington. He said something to his business. He said something to his company. He said, I think we can make parts for this, the mask and the screen that needs to go on people's faces. They don't make that kind of thing. They do something totally different. They, they make the, the parts, the window casings and parts for aircraft, for military and for uh, civilian aircraft. That's what they make. But the Lord gave him an idea and he presented it to his business, his company. And right now they're making those parts. And he himself just called us and told us that the other day, he made 25 of thousand of them, 25,000 of them himself just in his efforts. And he said the joy and the excitement in his life to know he's part of helping fix a problem. The lack of the ability to provide the, the personal protection equipment for our medical men and women who are serving to help us get through this pandemic and move beyond it. God will bring prosperity, even if that's not the thing your business did before. The Lord knows how to put, my God, I feel something here today. He will put favor in his sons and daughters. Will the sons and daughters allow the Lamb of God to ride into their heart again and clean the temple and make their lips like a thread of scarlet and make their mouth like a declaration of prosperity? So yeah, there's some checks that are gonna come. You're going to get them in the near future. Those of you who qualify for them, you're going to get a, a stimulus package. You're going to get some resources that will help you in this moment. But there is a stimulus package waiting to be released from your mouth, from my heart and my mouth, and we're going to declare it today. Lord, I'm running out of time. Socially, in 1 Peter 2 and 17, it tells us how we're supposed to appropriately respond to those who are authorities over us, our government, our leaders. It's also in 1 John 4 and 7, it tells us how we're to love one another, how we relate to one another. Jeremiah 29 and 7 said, seek the peace of your city. I don't want the destruction of my city, I want the peace of my city. So I'm doing my very best to abide by the social distancing and the other components that they've asked us to do. 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 and 2, powerful verses about that. And then financially, I declare to you as I've been speaking that Psalm 23 still just works. There are so many powerful verses and, and chapters of the Bible that have got a great word for us. But in Psalm 23, this is what it said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's my provider. He's my, he's my protector. He's the one that shows me where the green grass and the water flows. Are you hearing me? He is my shepherd. I shall not want. Would somebody just say it? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So today, I'm asking you to proclaim with me that the hidden treasure will come to the light, that God will bring forth abundance, that you will be the agent of favor. Will you choose to be the agent of favor today? Just say yes, Pastor. I'm saying yes. Now, I hope you got your, your communion ready. If you didn't, just use the one you got ready on Wednesday night that I forgot to do with you on Wednesday night, okay? So just get your communion ready. Pastor Cindy's going to come and join me. And I just want us to seal the deal here today. 
when it comes to the word of the Lord for us and what God wants to do, the power of his word in our lives. So we're going to celebrate the Lord's table with you today. And we're going to do so not from struggle and not from um, fear, but we're going to do so from faith and knowing that he, he did this. He paid for this. He made provision. If you would join me, I have one for you and I have one for me and we will just celebrate this moment and prepare our hearts. Let the Lord in his goodness and his graciousness establish a thing. There you go, baby. So from our house to your house today, we come today declaring that the word of God is forever settled. So I'm going to ask that you will find the bread. If you don't, just go ahead and grab it, whatever it is you have there in your, in your cupboard. You can use potato chip. It can be sanctified in such a time as this. You can use a Frito. Oreo cookies are a real stretch, okay? So I'm just asking you to consider, find something that's more bread-oriented. Okay, she says you can pray over it, and that'll work too. So I want you to take that bread in your hand for just a second. Bread of heaven that came down from the Father. The I am that I am. The Lamb of God slain for the, from the foundations of the world for the people, the sons and daughters of this world. And in that moment, you had decided that you would take care of business for us and set us free. So Lord, even now as we prepare for your table, we thank you that it seals the deal. It's a settled and done issue for us. Would you take the bread in your hand and would you break it? The reason why I ask you to break is because he was broken for you. And when you see it broken, I want you to remember he was broke so that you and I could be whole. He was broken so that we who were broken could be made whole. In his brokenness is our wholeness today. So we thank you for your goodness your mercy. We thank you for these areas of our life. You have come as the Lamb of God. Just take a swipe at any table inside my heart that don't belong there. Toss it over and let me see what's been blocking the way of perfected worship and praise. Lord, in any area of my life where I have, un, I have an unsurrendered part, once again, I submit it to you. I come before you today and I just ask that you would do a, a new thing in our hearts. Because your word says that you who began a good work in us, you are faithful to complete it. So I come into agreement with what you want to do in our lives today. So as a church family today, we take the bread and we say thanks be to God for always causing us to triumph. Bread of heaven, we bless you. Receive the bread. We worship you. The worship team is going to sing a blessing over you in just a moment. I got it. If you're at home, I hope you have more juice than I do. That's not even a full thimble. Just one drop. the night you were betrayed, you lifted up the cup and you, you just flipped a script. 
what was supposed to be Passover now had become fulfillment. A yearly celebration of your goodness became a new institution of your table that every time we approach you, we could come with bread and we could come with the wine and we would celebrate who you are. You are life in us. You are wholeness in us. My sins are forgiven. You are life. My mind is renewed by your word. And the drop of blood that was shed on Calvary was enough to cleanse me from my sin. So, Lord, we thank you for renewal. We give you honor and glory today. Jesus, I worship you. Would you hold the cup up and say these words, the cup of life. The cup of life. His blood shed for you. Thank you. Is it fuller? Or do you just want to get the thing on my lips? There you go. Are you ready? Drink the cup of life. And that worship team is coming to sing this song. Our our last song today is the blessing that they're going to declare over you today. I'm so thrilled by the moments that we've had together that you and I could just walk in a new fullness of God and a purpose of God. So I just want to pray a pray some specific things as they're coming now to take their place and make themselves ready. I just want to pray some things over you as they they approach us and um, lead us in this time. I declare over you that this is the season of a brand new day. And so this week, from this day until next Sunday, that Jesus will come and walk into the temple of our heart and he will show us whatever might need to be passed off turned over, thrown out, and that we would make room for worship to be in our hearts. And that even if there is some type of a a strain, if a religious spirit arises, we will go right to the book and get the truth on the heart of the matter. We'll let the word of the Lord become life to us today. So I want to declare over you the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father, Abba, Yahweh Jehovah God and the peace that comes from sweet communion fellowship by the person of the Holy Spirit that third member of the Godhead who is the agency of the Godhead in the earth today at work fulfilling the purpose of God may he reveal to you the interpart connection that we have I'm asking that you will be a friend to yourself by being a friend to another. Call somebody, text them, email them, reach out to somebody. Find out what you can do to pray with them. Pray first. Encourage. Strengthen. It might be that you have some resource that will bless them and help them. It might mean that we as a congregation need to find a way that we can touch it. It could be that you are the one that could reach out to the offices and we find where those resources are in our community to serve. But right now, I just ask you to, in full relationship, be connected. While yet distancing, be connected as a body. 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.